at the end of last year, I received a surprise text from a friend. And it's what you would have expected. Hey, um, I haven't been in touch with you for five years. Uh, would love to hear how your life is going. Let's catch up. So I should have been more prepared, considering I'm one of those people who's had a cell phone, um, the same cell phone number since I was 17. Uh, but it's also really overwhelming to describe my life over the last five years. So uh, in 2019, I was a budding global health professional. Uh, I was just out, fresh out of my MPH and doing, making a career decision on whether to go get a permanent position abroad or go um, and pursue a doctorate. And I was honestly leaning towards the PhD because I had this dream of working for the Epidemic Intelligence Service, the postdoctoral fellowship at the CDC that responds to uh, infectious diseases abroad. Zika, Ebola, HIV, you name it. And I got an unexpected boost uh, on April Fool's Day, kid you not, when I realized that I had a Fulbright research grant. So Fulbright is a program through the US Department of State doing a variety of things for uh, foreign and US citizens. In my case, I proposed a project, something I always wanted to look at was seeing if uh, we could find community level ways to stop tuberculosis before we had to use antibiotics. That's a whole other topic. But um, I proposed it to a country that I always wanted to work in with a really good tuberculosis program, Namibia. And so straight up on, if you know where South Africa is, straight up on the Atlantic coast, that's Namibia. Uh, it is the second least uh, sparsely populated country in the world. Um, and once the, I realized that this was not a joke, the imposter syndrome just suddenly set in. Because I applied for this as an experiment. I had no plan that I was actually going to get this. I was just trying to do this for the learning experience and see if it would happen. And then it got worse when I had to go to pre-departure orientation um, at Northwestern University, where I'm surrounded by all these PhD students who just assume that I'm already at this elite university and getting my doctorate. Because that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to use the research grant to fund your thesis. I'm doing this wrong. Um, and then we had uh, the diversity panel. As you could imagine, the, uh, going to Sub-Saharan Africa, there's a variety of different experiences with age, gender, race, sexuality. But during this diversity panel, somebody in the audience asked a question about disabilities. And I promise it was not me, <laughs> um, but they basically dismissed it. It should not be relevant, but I was diagnosed with a form of autism at the age of five. And I got that, when they canceled that question, I got the message that I am not worthy, that I'm not enough, that I don't belong here, something I've gotten my entire time pursuing this global health career. Um, so with that pressure on, I go to Namibia, and it's a mess. <laughs> it's the first time I've gone to a country without any connections. Uh, I have um, no banking, no housing. Oh, by the way, the research program has, project has to be completely restructured for Namibia's research standards. And this results in a mental health injury where I am bedbound for about three months. Because, heaven forbid, my body decide adequate serotonin is actually a good thing when we're adjusting the antidepressants. But anyways, um, I have to tell Fulbright, obviously, and I really didn't want to leave the country. I worked so hard to get there. And I was floored when I had our, um, the... Um, staff member for Fulbright, a Namibian man, heard this and he said, I'm so glad you told me I willingly institutionalized myself when I was depressed over my divorce. Which you don't say that in America, that you're institutionalized. We don't talk about the, the hard parts of public health when it's not okay to be okay. It's, you know. So anyways, they, um, he wanted me to stay in Namibia. And so I did. Um, and I slowly recovered and I actually started editing a lot for my 
colleagues in Namibia wound up actually being the last editor for Namibia's first disability manual for um, uh, etiquette manual for disabilities. And then um, I was getting making great strides with research. I was actually meeting with the CDC office. In the March 20th, 2020, you know the punchline. I was evacuated during COVID. And COVID is a fog for a lot of us. Um, I can't really explain what it was like to be somebody with a disability working in the response. But there was one moment that really stood out that shattered my dreams of doing working for the CDC and the Epidemic Intelligence Service. And that was when the director of CDC at the time said that people with disabilities, and, good news, only people with disabilities and chronic illness are the ones dying from COVID. And at that point, I had to realize that my mental, physical, and emotional well-being were more than that dream. And so, okay, global health is not an option. I have to get out of my parents' guest room in Albuquerque. Um, what's, the next, what's the next plan? There's always been another state that has really appealed to me since I was a young kid, Alaska. Ever since the movie Balta came out, which, look, I know. <laughs> Togo was the one that did the serum run. Please do not take this away from my childhood uh, fantasies. But no, um, he, when I learned about the serum run, I got enamored, actually introduced me to the idea of public health, of how people had creative uh, problem solving and resilience in communities. And also, I had to learn what diphtheria was. And so actually, to get into my parents' house for a period of time, guests had to write down an infectious disease that I researched. Um, so I, I owe a lot to Alaska, and I actually tried to get into Alaska. It's actually harder to get here than some of the countries that I've worked in. Uh, but I had an opportunity to be a disability preparedness specialist uh, in trying to advocate for people with disabilities in the response. And so I took a chance. And in May of 21, uh, 2021, 2021, I moved here. And uh, as my bio says, I truly love the state. Um, I'm also very tired of moving 15 times. And I know that you're supposed to um, wrap up a bow in terms of like a blank slate and relocation. is like you've found yourself. This is like, you know your new self, but parts of your old self are part of that new self. And I am still trying to figure out where I am, where I fit into this public health uh, marker. And so there is not a, there's a lot that I'm still trying to sort out. Um, and I'm not going to lie, Alaska's been a little bit bumpy. Uh, and public health has been bumpy since COVID. But I do know this, that I, though I may never be Alaskan in some of y'all's eyes, because I grew up in Albuquerque, the city that canceled school if there was even a threat of ice. <laughs> I have driven on ice and snow without blinking so many times in three winters that I think I've lost my New Mexican card.